The week is almost over, so pour that coffee. And let's discuss what's going on in Milwaukee, Madison, Washington, and beyond. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ Now. Joining Steve Scafidi, here's Joe Sapecki and Bill McCaution. Should we talk about the government? Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Power Hour, Joe and Bill. Gentlemen, Wisconsin has spoken. I talked to three guys in a bar last night on the south side of Milwaukee. They said that the political power hour is the best hour of radio in Wisconsin. Real real thing happened. And they got it twice this week. It must be Groundhog Day, right? Yeah, you yeah, guys, it's Groundhog took, you guys Day. took over the place on Monday. Yeah. yeah. How'd, that, could... how'd that go, by the way? I thought well. Smoother than the first time. Yeah, how, I think we're... how many where's Steve... Um, Text that you get. No, honestly, we Come got on. we got more texts that said you guys are better without Steve. <laughs> we did wear Steve texts. All right, we're gonna go to break. <laughs> Joseph Becky has now been replaced on the Political Power Hour. <laughs> Good for you guys, and thanks for filling in. I was I took a very well deserved day off. Yes, you did. You very did well deserved. Day. It was a nice three day weekend. All right, gentlemen. Last night. What time did that come out, Bill? Late. The uh, consultants like finally o'clock. weighed in. Yeah, yeah that's too yeah. late. It started, too late for it old started guys. popping on my feed. Yeah. Everybody's weighing in. So according to this report, the conservative plans will, and the legislature, partisan gerrymandering. Direct- this is my shocked face. <laughs> Gerrymander's going to gerrymander, am I right? Right. And liberals' plans were indistinguishable from each other. And I think they did somebody weave in a geography is not destiny because I know you just talked about. Oh, that. I just tweeted about that. You yeah. want to follow my tweet today? Yeah. Geography is not destiny. So, what are our initial thoughts as we've now seen the consultants' report and they stayed on their timeline and and they really didn't create their own plan, although they said they would do it if asked. Yeah, they they are poised to create to to improve the four acceptable maps is the way that I read that. Um, you know, I, listen, this is what is supposed to happen. Like they laid out a process, the process is being followed. People have an opportunity, and what I what I did not know until yesterday is that one of the consultants they hired is the guy who helped the Republicans draw the Uber. I saw that comment. I was, was going to ask Bill if you know that's true. Is and that so, true, Bill? yeah, it is. And oh. so, let's like be really, really careful about assuming that this is politics because it sounds like they have somebody who literally had a hand in the 2011 maps scoring the will map and the Senate Republicans map as partisan gerrymanders and saying these are outside the bounds of what we asked for, and so they won't be considered, period. All right, so what do we think? Well, listen, this Supreme Court got what they paid for, right? They paid these consultants two hundred grand, a hundred grand each. Uh, You got the four progressive majorities uh, on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, bought and paid for by East and West Coast liberals. $10 million went into Janet Protasiewicz's campaign all with the goal of undoing the existing maps and replacing them with democratically gerrymandered maps. There are a couple things that stood out in these maps to me that I thought was almost comical. Uh, One of them was there's a brand new criteria. doesn't exist in the Constitution at the state level or the federal level. It's called political neutrality. The new progressive majority decided that was going to be a factor. But if you read the report, it can't replace or can't supersede, their words, any of the constitutional criteria. Yet when you read the report, that's exactly what it does. Political neutrality was the entire goal of this effort, and that's how they were eliminated the GOP map, which wasn't great. I I wish GOP would have done that map differently, but the will map met all the constitutional criteria, 1,000%. It met all the political criteria. 
but the consultants called it a stealth gerrymander on this political neutrality argument. For the rest of us, what does that mean? What what it means is they're trying to get the the districts as as fairly or competitive as they possibly can across the board. And the reality is Republicans have a natural advantage in Wisconsin. In twenty, let me give you an example. In twenty twenty two, Tony Evers, I'd say easily won re-election as governor. Right, he beat Tim 3%. Michaels by three percent, ninety thousand votes roughly. Uh, that's sort of a landslide in Wisconsin in recent history. Tell that to Tammy Baldwin. But he only won 16 out of 72 counties. Mandela Barnes, Democrat, top of the ticket, same race. Ron Johnson did win that race by a whisker. Mandela Barnes won 13 out of 72 counties. And, Republicans, lost, and lost by how many votes? Uh, 27,000. 27,000. Republicans have a natural geographic advantage. This group of consultants, these two consultants, essentially eliminated that. What they said was, to put it simply, in Wisconsin, geography is not destiny. The plan chosen to determine whether the political neutrality, there, there it is again, and other criteria will be served. The reality is these guys only used political neutrality. That was their goal from, from uh, the get-go. Constitutional requirements be damned. You know, this is... There's two more steps to this. The Wisconsin Supreme Court has to choose one of the four quote-unquote remaining maps, and then there's absolutely going to be a challenge to the United States Supreme Court. So we'll see how this plays out. If they found this new political neutrality argument, is that how you define a political neutrality? That Yeah, it was it was put into the, uh, the criteria by this progressive majority on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Is that something the U.S. Supreme Court could say you can't just make up new things? Uh, we make up new things all the time. Well, the legislature should make can make new things, but not necessarily the court, the our court. Things change, right? We we have seen that with this. We talked about this on Monday. This, the level of statistical analysis that you can do that you can build these things in your garage—it's crazy, right? Like down to the individual street level. I like. I'm no lawyer. Political neutrality seems like if that's what's happening here. A reasonable thing. Like what I said on Monday was I want there to be a significant number of maps or of districts and whatever maps get adopted that could literally go either way. Right. Because I think that will lead to better outcomes in the state legislature. It will account for when the political tides go one way or the other, then that political party will will have control of the legislature for a little while. Like, again, what is wrong with that? Because right now. If Dem- if Republicans win a statewide race by one percent, they get a seven you know seven or eight seat majority in the assembly. If and there's zero chance that even if Tony Evers wins by five points, that Democrats can ever get a majority in the in the legislature. That's not that's not fair. And the what we're after here are fairer maps, which we are on a path for. I think that's a fine goal. Fairer is in the eyes of the beholder. To your question earlier. The notion of a least change doesn't exist in the Constitution either. But that but was. But Republicans invented that. That was the precedent that existed by the prior court. Now the new one is political neutrality. Whether it holds up remains to be seen. I don't mind your point about fairer maps right, that's, across my point the board. Is, you're right, I'd rather there's a little eliminate bit of a, the extreme on both sides. Right. There's a little bit of a geographic way that this works, but that's my point is fairer is a fine goal, and that's where we're headed. Any chance at all? that the Republican-led legislature, with the help of the governor, craft something that they can both agree on, taking the court out of it. And no, the, and there's, there's, no, and the, 
There's no advantage for the governor to do that. They ran point. that play two weeks ago, and it didn't work, or last week. Or yeah, I don't, I don't because the governor didn't like it. If the governor worked with them and they worked with the governor, maybe they could avoid the courts, but they won't do that, of course. I'm asking the question. Well, that's the way the process is supposed to work. Right. And one, the other thing we talked about Monday is maybe we could eliminate all this nonsense and go to that Iowa model. An actual Iowa model where <laughs> right. you literally take the right. politicians out of it. Yeah. All right, cold, hard slap in the face. Uh, every day I do a 2024 daily election talking points. Remember, I'm just taking what Republicans and Democrats are saying. Today's was Dems in Wisconsin. Republicans are saying today, Dems in Wisconsin are trying to gerrymander. Dems, well, they did in 2011. That's the talking points for today. That's exactly right. <laughs> the Democratic maps are not gerrymanders. The consultants prove that, including the Republican consultant who was involved in the 2011 maps. He does. Where in the report does he say that? You don't get to both sides. You don't get to both sides. This right? I'm not both sizing. If you're saying they're they're both gerrymanders, there were six or seven maps submitted. One of them got bounced. They looked at the other six. They scored them. Only two of the six. Who's maps... Who's supposed to draw the lines? Well, the legislature, according to the <laughs> right. Constitution, and according to your favorite president, Barack Obama, elections have consequences. So the you know twice in fifty years. Yeah. We've so had, what are you sitting there whining we've, for? We've had the legislature <laughs> and the governor agree on maps Wait. twice in fifty years: nineteen eighty three, twenty eleven. That's it. Yeah. Every other your time they've been drawn by court. Not Abraham Lincoln. I'm kind of a big Barack Obama guy. I'm a George Washington <laughs> fan myself. All right, yours. Uh, Ronald Reagan. I'm actually a big Harry Truman guy. Truth be told. Really? Yeah. My dog is named Truman because of that. Oh, I thought it was the My movie. daughter's name name Dragon because of that. All right. We're informed. <laughs> I'm so informed. I, I think daughter's better than dog. All right, stop yeah. talking. We're late for break. WTMJ now. Hey, everybody. This is Max, and we're doing a basketball joke. Where is Giannis Antetokounmpo's favorite place to eat? Dunkin' Donuts. Back to the show. Yes. Oh, uh, Max, you haven't heard of him in a while. He's back. Guess he's, who's back? He's back. back again. He's strutting now. He's eight years old. Was he wearing his Janesville Jets hat when he... He loves that hat, and I got it. he made me say this on the radio. He scored 16 points in his basketball game, high score. Dang. And he's not a big kid. He loves to shoot the kid, and he's getting really good at basketball. Shooter, Best thing they ever shoot, did was shoot. They put him a new hoop at his house, and he, the kid just plays. He plays in the rain. That's how dedicated he is. Does he want to join a fifth grade team? <laughs> a little he recruiting already, going he on here. He plays with kids that are two years older recruiting. than him already. All right, gentlemen, Washington, D.C., Congress... They're all talking about immigration, border policy, sort of. What, what do we make of this? Republicans are casting it as, uh, you know, maybe we want to, it's a crisis, but maybe They're we don't want to do anything the quiet about part out loud. Every day, yes. another Republican in Congress is like, why would we pass a border bill? Joe Biden's at 33% approval. Wait a minute. You've been saying there's a crisis at the southern border that needs to be addressed. Now you're saying it's such a crisis that we can wait a year to solve it? It, it is a political mistake in the messaging wars by Republicans who continue to say the quiet part well, not out loud. Well, not all Republicans. Some right. Republicans. There, are, there are Republicans like Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma. There's others. Who yeah, is at the table, and and good for him, right? He's not just letting the Ron Johnsons of the world dunk on him and you know say that this is dead on arrival before it even exists in text form. He's going out there in the media and saying, this is what we told the American people we would do. And this is what my job is as a legislator. And so we now know, because uh, Senator Schumer went to the floor this week and said there would be a vote on an, a border security bill by Wednesday evening, that we will see legislative text either later today or tomorrow, so that there's enough time for the Congressional Budget Office to score it. You mean we don't have to pass it to know what's in it? And and <laughs> this is why you know we, we learn as we go. Uh, that was a long time ago, Bill. <laughs> 
And so <laughs> that's a Pelosi reference for, the for those of you time, not familiar. Right in this process, we're going to actually see what's in it, and maybe we should all reserve judgment on it until we see what's in it. President wants a bill. Even the Senate wants a bill. The House bill doesn't want a bill. <laughs> doesn't want a bill. Or Mike Johnson doesn't want a bill. So I'm going to agree with your last point. I think we ought to reserve judgment until we see it. But this is the swamp doing swamp things. The Uniparty is behind closed doors trying to cobble together something that they can get 60 votes for. They've got leakers in the room, which is also quite Washington-like, you know, leaking out what they think are the bad parts that will kill this thing. This has been bungled from day one. If how, there how is good policy, I, I would say work it out publicly. Yeah, work it out. Old publicly. school, where they're old school amendments and drafting yes. it literally so on the if floor. You were, to... if you were speaker, I'm looking at Bill. I'm pointing at Bill. If you were Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, would you go forward with some plan that you can at least get a, a vote on? I would go for the parts that can be voted on in his house. Yeah, I wouldn't wait a year. I mean, if there are pieces of the of that that would improve our current situation, not solve it by any means, I would consider those for sure. Forgetting the political implications, we can't wait 12 more months for something to happen. I mean, this the, our border is wide open. It is why Joe Biden's numbers are in the low 30s. There's no question about that, but that shouldn't be the sole reason for doing nothing. I thought Bill made a great point on Monday, so great that I'm going to repeat it for him. Thank you. Which is there's... There's nothing that says, right, if these Republicans in the House believe that Donald Trump is destined to be president again or some Republican and that they're going to have control of Congress, there's nothing that says that if they do a border security bill now and improve the situation, there's nothing that says they can't come back in February or March of next year and do another bill. So, like, what's the disincentive to actually addressing the problem or trying to and doing what's achievable now? Nothing but politics. There's a couple myths out there, Steve and Joe. One is that there are 60 votes to pass whatever this secret plan is. I don't believe that. But two, that this is it. If you do this, nothing else can ever happen. That's total baloney. More could happen. It could happen under a Haley administration. It could happen under a Trump administration. A lot of it could be done through executive order. Frankly, some of it Joe Biden could do today if he wanted to do it. He chooses not to. That's where i got to push back on you because – Republicans have been saying they need to pass a bill to change the authorities, and now they're saying, oh, no, Joe Biden can just do it. But every time Donald Trump tried to do something through executive action, the courts overturned it. So this Joe Biden can do it tomorrow thing or do it today is a myth that has been perpetuated by Republicans when Donald Trump couldn't do it himself. He did remain in Mexico. All right, so pure politics, and I'll ask both of you the same question. So if Republicans have said forever, and they have, this is a crisis, and if they don't take any action and they push it off till whenever, um, middle of the year, next year, January, if there's a, new, a Trump presidency or a Haley presidency, whatever, don't Dems win that argument then? If you're, if you're saying it's a crisis and you just ignore it, that's a win for Dems, right? If you want to be truly, like, you know, straight political on this, Democrats don't have to win on immigration. We just have to do a little bit better than we are. And Republicans are walking into the pathway for Democrats to perform better, right? Like when you ask which party do you trust more on the economy, on education, on national security, Democrats have never had 50% plus one in any polling, in any exit poll. We don't have to win on this issue. We just have to do a little bit better. And Republicans have opened the door for us to do better. If I work for Mike Johnson, I would have advised him handling this a little bit differently. I would have outline the things that are non-starters 
for the House GOP conference, that if these things are in there, we're not even going to consider. But since we don't know what's in there, we'll wait and see. I wouldn't have gone right to, hell no, we're not doing this. I I think the optics of that are not quite right, and I think he could have handled it better. Ultimately, that's what's going to happen? I think so. I I don't know that the Senate has 60 votes for this. I just don't. So you you see it getting blocked there. Mitch McConnell wants to figure out how to do the right thing by Ukraine and stop Russia's advance. It, and, and let's be honest, McConnell is out of things to care about or give when it comes to what Donald Trump wants. I think 60 is within reach. All right, we got a text or question. Uh, think about during the break, aren't politics in 24 just like Groundhog Day today? Same old, same old with only a gradual progression, evolution of circumstances. Can't we ultimately get a do-over that yields fresher and younger candidates? I don't think so, but we'll see what the guys say after this. All right, this week, for the fun of it, and I, I often throw it back to Bill and Joe because they're, they're both smart guys. I, I let, we let Bill McCaution create the, uh, the outline. So you have tax cuts on the uh, on the outline today. I do. I want one. I well, need wait, one. Well, wait. Are we? <laughs> Bill, I, I, I think our listeners Owner need of a sports our franchise that's says our he needs money. a tax cut. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot the listener question. Yes, the listener yeah. question. All right. Answer the listener question. You want me to read it again? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I completely forgot what it was. <laughs> Can um, I phone a friend? <laughs> are we repeating the same thing? And yes, we are. We, we're probably going to have the same two candidates from 2020. It's, yeah. it's Groundhog Day. I'm going to go uh, back How do we to refresh that? The same way that Bill Murray did in the movie. We have to self-actualize as a country, stop making it about us, the individuals, and start making it about what we can do for others. You know, love one another, love other people. This is what, how like we, a hippie. This now? is how he oh, got. Watch the movie, man. You need the big shirt. You should have worn a tie dye shirt today, brother. <laughs> you love the movie. You know you do. The I way do. Bill Murray oh, escapes God. the loop, I don't quote is it like by you becoming do, a better person. It's how he gets the girl. Charlie, we need it's Bob how Marley. He frees music. himself. <laughs> And we all could do with a little bit more love and kindness. <laughs> Have you noticed he's making more speeches as when we do these shows? He now? is. I think he's running for something. Are you running for office? I, I'm already a good boy. That's all I need to and, be. Um, by the way, who's your T-shirt sponsor? Because every week you got this new T-shirt on. Is that something that I should know I'm about? I'm not required to disclose that. <laughs> or, maybe you, or maybe you are. This was a gift from my better half for Christmas. All right, what, do you, what is your answer to the to listeners' text? Uh, well, it's the race we're going to get, whether we like it or not. I still believe Biden won't ultimately be their nominee because his numbers are so bad. I think the age... He's beating issue, Trump this week. Ah, those are false. Fake news. I think the age is his biggest deficit, but I think the border is the second biggest, and I, I don't think he can overcome either one of those. All right. So thanks for the t- text request. You can send your text, uh, text questions to 855-616. Let Bill beg for his tax cut. One six twenty. All right. So Bill McCaution and me, I want my money back for, from the state of Wisconsin, and I want a tax cut. So make the case. Okay. So Republicans introduced uh, a host of tax cuts from Income tax cuts for middle income, not for upper income people. I, so I actually wouldn't get it. Uh, and for child care credit and a variety of, of retirees to try and keep them here six months plus one day. Uh, it total is $2.1 billion. The theory is we've got a $3.5 billion surplus. This is your money. It's time to give it back. Uh, there was a healthy, spirited debate at the Joint Committee on Finance yesterday. I sat through the whole thing. Uh, all four bills ultimately passed with only Republican votes, 11 to 4. Democrats all voted no, which sort of gives you an indication of what's going to happen on the floor. They will pass the Assembly on February 13th. They will pass the Senate on February 14th. 
And then the question will be, is this the third time Governor Evers will veto tax cuts this session? Are they talking? It doesn't the appear governor and Republicans? No. Why not? I don't get that. You know, it I just, grew up in an administration where yeah. we did deal with the other side. I, I don't totally understand why you don't talk at the end and figure out what you could get done together. Yeah. But that's not going on. All I care about is when, like, everybody asks me this question every week on Ask Steve Anything. When are we getting our surplus back that we paid into, those of us who paid taxes? When's that yeah. happening? Well, the surplus is disappearing before our eyes. It's, it's, already, like down down, a, yeah, it's already down $500 million what, since the last. What happened? Um, economy. Bidenomics. <laughs> Economy's right? booming. It really <laughs> is. About the stock market's this booming. Is why, Jobs are this booming. Is why I, oh, wait. I heard Trump say that was his oh, stock yeah, market, yeah. right? Isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. this is why I have to do the outline, because I, I thought you were talking about the, the, the Wall Street Journal, the yeah. federal plan, $78 billion, and you're, you're talking about the yeah. Wisconsin. So I, I just I have clearly, so little hope in the Congress. <laughs> no, the Congress is going to reestablish the child tax credit. That's part of that Yes, that's and, and that's a good thing. That's good public policy. Well, it's bipartisan. During the, and you during the pandemic, that. it... it, it like cut child poverty by like 30 or 40 percent. I mean, it was a big, you know, change that was good. And then it expired before uh, we got to where we are today. So that's that's good public policy at the state level. Get get in a dang room and talk this through. Right. I said on Monday and I'll say it again. Some of these things make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Right. Like the retirement uh, part of it, uh, you know, what were the other ones that outside of the income tax? It was well, like the, the, the true middle tax ca- tax cut. But is, other than that, there were like three or four uh, of them that rattled off. There was retirement, child care. <laughs> retirement, child care, and one other. There is one other. Those all make sense. And I said I want to learn more about you know ensuring that the the income bracket like part of it is genuinely focused. I would still like to see us at another bracket because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that your thirty nine thousand and first dollar of income is taxed at the same amount as like. Your hundred and ninety thousand, like that's if that's not the same economic it's, circumstances. It's big, you should be. But I think they're trying the to appease people that say the middle class is more than just this little slice down there, right? No. I would say if you're making forty thousand dollars a year, you're not in the middle class. No, I would say that's wrong. That's right? a that's a working right. you know family trying to get into the middle class. And if you make one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year, you are well into the middle class. So there's so, but get in a room, governor, speaker, get in a room. It's also, a month ago. Also, by the way, Governor Evers, last time I talked to you on this show was the state fair. Last time I checked, that's in August. Biggest stick in the states. I'm inviting you on the show. Let's talk about some of this stuff. Are you talking to Republicans? Why, why is this such a hard thing? Governor Evers, your staff, get on the program. 855 616 Thank you guys. Sweeten the deal. Bring cream, cream puffs. That might have been why you got him. <laughs> Where am I getting a cream puff at this time of year? That doesn't even make sense, Bill McCoshin. All right, after the let's talk some presidential race stuff, campaign, polling. ME Law School polls coming out next week. We certainly have had a lot of polls about the, the race that we're going to experience probably in Biden and uh, Trump. We'll do that after the break. Oh, you got your bill. Yeah, baby. Bob Marley movie. Yeah, there let's was. go. There Did was. you Bob Marley movies coming out in a couple I was weeks? I'm there. That. It looks good, actually. Yep. He's singing to his kids, and he's singing songs that we all know as he's creating them, which is the best. So I'm looking forward to the movie. All right. We're seeing all kinds of polling. You talked about it earlier, Bill. You alluded to the fact that now Nikki, not Nikki Haley, um, Trump is losing to Biden in some of the new polling. Again, it doesn't mean a heck of a lot. These are national polls. We don't pick presidents that way. No, but it's you got to look at the trend, right? I said so- Bill. <laughs> he, got your to, turn. he got to your turn, the young man. Today. Your turn, young Just man. teasing you. 
I wouldn't read too much into national polls except for how you can use them. And in the case of uh, Biden and Trump, I think that's going to go back and forth for for the entire time. And it's going to end up being a close race. What matters are the six or seven swing states, Wisconsin, maybe one of those. Fox had a poll out yesterday that that had them tied. I'm not so sure that's accurate. Well, I, I would trust Charles Franklin's poll next Wednesday more so than the Fox polls. Truthfully, even as a Fox guy, I will tell you their polling has been garbage for the last decade. Uh, so I, I wouldn't read a whole bunch into that. But but not if, their election night calls, right? But, but well, <laughs> if I'm Haley, though, there were two polls that stand out that she can use to make her case in the final two and a half weeks in South Carolina. The Q poll had her up on Biden by five, which was outside the margin. And CNN had her up on Biden by 13 nationally. So those are things I'm telling voters. Hey, if you want to change the country, you got to win. And and if the only way you can win is you got to pick somebody who can beat Joe Biden. And right now, the national polls say I'm the stronger of the candidates to pick them. That's, you know, that's her best argument left. Um, Whether it makes a difference, I doubt it. You and I both, though, there's so many people out there that say, I don't care about that. I want Trump to be the nominee. If he loses the general, he loses the general. But I want him to be the nominee. Well. It, it is going to be Groundhog Day every day in 2024 until that first Tuesday in November, and we're going to live through this. And and I think, and Joe and I talked about this on Monday, overall voter participation in November will be down. People are, do not want this rematch. We're getting it. Young people, uh, I saw uh, some numbers that looked like almost double-digit reduction in young people excited to vote this fall. That's not good. The trend line is good for Joe Biden at the moment. Right. We, I talk about this a lot where it's like noise versus signal. Two months ago in national head to head matchups, Donald Trump was clobbering Joe Biden. And at the time, one of the things we talked about was the disconnect between how the economy was doing and how people were feeling about it. Some of those that perception gap has diminished. It's not entirely gone. And Donald Trump has been more in people's lives and in their living rooms on election nights, making speeches, more news about the outcomes of some of these trials. The right, Kind of the best thing that ever happened for Trump was he got kicked off Twitter and all these social media sites post-January 6th. Actually agree because he that. wasn't in people's face every day, and they kind of forgot just how nuts the guy is. And as he is becoming more a part of our lives again, and the perception gap on the economy is closing, it is good news for Joe Biden thus far. So doesn't mean anything's over. Uh, Democrats can't go from wet in the bed to being, you know, hey, is Joe Biden peaking too soon? We got a long way to go between now and November. Um, But listen, if I'm Nikki Haley, I'm putting those polls on every media market, on every ad break in Fox News that I can, and making that case over and over again. Has she made any inroads in South Carolina, any improvements? Finally had two new polls come out this week. One had Trump up 32, and the other had him up 26. That's so not, not going to get it done. No, that's, that's not going to get it done. She's got to be at least 40% in her own state, or you know, that's when you think about getting out. Wow. How come, how come the RNC has no money? Well, uh, <laughs> Republican National Committee. They have no money. Eight, like $8 million. million dollars. It's just nothing. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. That shows a lack of enthusiasm for donors. How and that's Ron- related to who we have as nominees. How is Rana Romney, whatever it was? Oh, no, she changed her name. She doesn't have Romney. She oh, literally she dropped, that she dropped it. How legally. is she still in charge of that with that kind of a train wreck? Well, there was an RNC meeting this week. I think today may be the final day. There may or may not have been a vote of confidence on her, and we'll see if that happened, whether 
she survived it. But Do we uh, have another minute until the break? Quickly. Because often a minute turns into five minutes. Donald Trump spent $55 million on lawyers in the last several months. That's really the answer, right? And he didn't pay it out of his personal pocketbook. His political action committees paid it. They are raising money from your grandma, from your uncle, from the little old lady down the street. It shouldn't be legal, and it's insane. None of us are attorneys, but I'm starting to read a lot about the, the civil cases. Is it true that, to your understanding, that if Trump wants to appeal the whatever the, the E. Jean Carroll verdict was, or the one that's coming, which is going to be even more than that, he has to put that cash up, which is could be $400 million? Is I don't that know true? how liquid this fella is at this point. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out, uh, and E. Jean Carroll's in my grab bag, so uh, right. I don't want to burn that. Good tease. Now, again, you made the outline. I love this next topic because we're getting out of out of uh, politics. No football this weekend. The heck are we going to do after this? Well, it's Groundhog Day again, and that must mean that we're up here at Gobbler's Knob waiting for the forecast from the world's most famous groundhog weatherman, Punxsutawney Phil who's just about to tell us how much more winter we can expect. And my, like I said earlier, at 10.30, I, I give my annuals, five years in a row, my annual best way to prepare groundhog for your family supper. So I look forward to that every year. And, and I know that I will get more hate mail for that topic than most things I do. I think Charlie should fight back. And every <laughs> in and out of a commercial for the rest of the show, you got to play the song that plays when Bill Murray wakes up every morning. Put your little hand in mine. That's a, that's a, I think Greg beat me to that, so I don't know if I can just keep yeah, doing Pancake that, but I'll keep that. that you know that movie well. It's a great that's movie. It is scary in here. Andy McDowell. No driving angry. Andy McDowell, enough said. Everybody knows what we're talking about. All right. No football this weekend. What are we, we going to do? Quickly, because we don't have a lot of time. Pro Bowl games, obviously. I'm not Who watching cares? any of that. That's, that <laughs> is it even a game anymore? It's I like the Olympics or something. I, I, really? I think is it was Caitlin last night. Clark playing another game? I'd watch her before I'd watch the It's like an obstacle course. It's not even a game. I'm coaching basketball. We got three games tomorrow. We got two oh, games on Sunday. You so probably I'm got busy. hockey. Jets are in town against Springfield tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. Tickets was, available? Yes. Oh. Uh, Janesville Ice Arena, the, the Wisconsin Badger hockey team, ranked number four in Some, the country. Somebody is, asked me, what's the website for the, you guys so they can find out about it? www.janesvillejets.com. All right. Um, Badgers are in town, the hockey team. I want to try and see them one night this weekend. They play Minnesota Gophers, our number one rival. Um, you know, some stuff around a fat guy like me going back to F forty five. One of the one of the now. two guys. Uh, I, I, I see your work. If a guy like hard. me can do it, you can do it. So there's one in Brookfield and one in downtown Milwaukee. If you're looking for something, a great forty five minute workout. You didn't ask, but I'm going to a, a sports card collector show at the Salvation Army No Creek Saturdays. Dollar admission, hundred plus vendors. What a deal! Nice. Oh, I'm excited. What a deal! Am Is I... the guy from uh, Wapan going to be there? I, I, he has been. I don't know if he's going to be at this one, but he has. He knows about the show. This is one of the good ones. Oh. And, and you, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you, my next stop after I leave the studio is to drive my better half and the kids to the airport. They'll be gone until Sunday night. So <laughs> oh. me, I'm going to coach basketball. Oh. Me and the dog are going to There's going to be some day drinking couch. going on. Do you have like a bar that you go to that people can find you? There's a neighborhood bar in Shorewood. Oh. I, think people, I think people can put together Day drinking. Here we go. You want to name drop it? Sure. With the Broad House. Oh, nice. Go to East Point I've for been some there. Very nice. That's okay. Great. All right. We'll take a break and then the grab bag. We'll wrap up this Friday edition of the Political Power with Bill McCoshin and Joseph Peck in yours truly on WTMJ Now. Hanging out with Bill and Joe as we do every Friday, Political Power Hour here on WTMJ. Thanks for tuning in. Lots of great comments. I wish I could read all the text. Joe's taking more abuse today than, than you, Bill. So, oh, of whatever, course whatever he that is. Means. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Well, Bill picked the topic. Ha! <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, so it's a setup. I'm on the it. back foot. It's you a setup. Have... All right, here's what I'll do because I'm such a giving. Pro- next week you, you are a giver. Them. You can you can pick them next week. That fair? I don't know because I've got a Thursday afternoon show I'm hosting. I might use all my material there. That's right. You're, you're hosting the afternoon program. So <laughs> right. all right. Well, you, you decide. You tell me. Okay. Before Friday 9 a.m. Sure. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. All right, grab bag. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I have some advice for E. Jean Carroll. Stay off TV, social media, radio. I'm not making a comment about the jury's decision or whether the facts are right or wrong or what the judge's role in this was, but to go on TV and joke and gloat about an $83 million verdict and say she's going to buy a new wardrobe and a penthouse diminishes all credibility of any allegation she had against Donald Trump. It looks political. It looks like a setup. I think she helped Donald Trump this week by going on that show with Rachel Maddow and basically joking about the whole thing. It's a train wreck. My last uh, uh, grab bag is for my friend, Rick Barton, childhood friend, uh, diagnosed with cancer nine years ago. Uh, He was given seven to ten months to live. Nine years later, he's still here. Uh, happy birthday, Ricky. I hope you're listening. Love that story. That's great. This might be the most surprising grant bag of all time. Wow. From Joseph Packy. If you told me 10 years, five years ago that I would be here saying this, I would have said you were insane. But I have to wish a fond farewell to Charlie Sykes from the Bulwark podcast. Long-time right-wing radio host right here on these airwaves. I came in his who, chair after he left. Who more times than not had me hopping mad and screaming and shouting at the radio in the car. Um, I have been a daily listener to The Bulwark for several years now. And it was a conscious choice to say, you know what? You need to get out of your bubble and listen to people more conservative than you talk about the news and issues of the day. And Charlie Sykes and the Bulwark podcast provided that, and it has made me a better American and a better political operative and a better human by listening more to people who I don't agree with on everything. Charlie announced uh, this week that he is stepping away from the daily podcast, and that is uh, that is too bad because it's been an incredible contribution uh, to this kind of diary the, the last four or five years of what Trump has done to the Republican Party. Uh, and I will miss him, and I never thought I would say anything like that re- regarding Charlie Sykes. Yeah, but, he was way ahead of the curve. But, Charlie, best wishes to you. Um, it's It's been, you know, thank you. Like, I just don't know what to say other than thank you for putting that in my ears every day. For yeah, I know Charlie a little bit, and we, we go back and forth on text occasionally or, or messaging. And I said yesterday, he was brilliant on the radio. I mean, he dominated it at 620 WTMJ. One of the greatest influencers of conservative politics in Wisconsin in history. Yes, and he was brilliant on the Bulwark podcast. Um, and I said brilliant in both ways. And then he, there's going to be more Charlie Sykes. I'm oh, sure. yeah, he's not yeah. like, you know, riding off into the sunset. He's keeping his TV contracts, and I would imagine there'll be like books in his future. Um, but as he put it, he wants to hop off the hamster wheel of crazy. Yeah. And, you can't blame the guy. There's a lot of crazy out there. Is there an off-ramp? <laughs> right. But if he's Where listening, Charlie, I'd like to have him in the podcast as soon as possible. My podcast, which is Decision Wisconsin. So please, let's uh, let's hook that up. Uh, gentlemen, we'll do it again next week. You're going to be on what day in the afternoon here? At uh, next Thursday. All right. Maybe I'll call in. Maybe we, Me too. Yeah, yeah. Let's both call he's in. Get Why don't we do a segment on Thursday number. with us? You're the host. We're the guests. We can do that. All right. Figure it out. All right. Figure out the logistics of that. All right. I'm not coming in, though. Me either. Me either. All right, the news is next on WTMJ. Thanks, guys.